Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And I couldn't be more excited today to introduce all of you to someone who brings a lot of light to my world, um, my dear friend and colleague, Allison Gerlach, coming to us from Chicago. Allison, say hi to all of our listeners. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Um, ah, goodness. Allison and I, um, uh, I, I'll tell you a secret. We're pretty good friends. So <laughs> we've, known, <laughs> yeah, we've known each other, uh, since about 2004, uh, which it seems like it's been longer than that, but, um, yeah. Yes. Been in each other's I can't life. remember us not knowing each other. <laughs> I know. I agree. Um, so, hey, Allison, will you tell everybody about your cool parade and what you do there in Chicago working in the arts and doing fabulous things? Of course. Um, yeah. Well, I moved back to Chicago to be closer to family all oh, about the fall of 2014. Mm -hmm. And then I was, you know, just coming off of doing events with you with yep. uh, Microsoft and yep. uh, Microsoft Partners. And so I think that um, I immediately started working with events, and I worked briefly for Columbia College. I produced an event for them called Portfolio Day. But while I was there, I met a gentleman named Mark Kelly, who at the time was the um, the vice president of student success. And um, he liked my work on Portfolio Day. I invited a bunch of professionals to come review students' portfolios, and it was really well attended. So through that, he asked he said he was art directing a new parade that had never been done before called the Halloween Gathering um, with a company called the Chicago Cultural Mile. And he asked if I would like to join that team and work with them. And um, and I said, yes, I would. I would have never produced a parade, but, you know, I'm always up for a challenge. And so 2015 was my first Halloween parade. Yes. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, and I loved it. I loved being able to contact, because our parade is, is different. There's no politicians. There's um, no corporations, you know, with their logos everywhere. No sponsor, it's, uh, yeah. it's all arts organizations. So mm -hmm. we try to use Halloween to shine a light on the artist in our city and kind of proclaim Halloween as it's the artist holiday. And let's look at all these great organizations um, in the Chicagoland area that you might not know anything about. So our parade has grown and grown and grown each year. This year I have over 80 groups that are going to be in the parade on October 19th. Wow. We have everybody from um, After School Matters to this year is the year of Chicago theater. And so mm. um, the Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events have um, have. Uh, donated money to oh, wow. um, groups that will participate from theater companies. And so I have 14 theater companies wow. leading the parade. That's so I have everybody awesome. everybody from Black Ensemble Theater to Looking Glass Theater to After um, to um, uh, Synapse Arts About Face Theater. Wow. Um, yeah, just the list goes on and on. That's but, a, um, who's who? Yeah. 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 A whole bunch of great groups. 
Um, and we and our our parade is really great about bringing in cultural groups. So I kind of have everybody from the Brazilian Culture Center has been in it every year. So as uh, Columbia Fest, um, mm-hmm. I've got a really great group that was new last year. That's called the Chicago Balinese Gamelan. And if you've <laughs> never seen those kind of musical performers from Indonesia, oh, they wow. have these. Um, is metallophones that they play with mallets and all these crazy instruments, but they walk down the street and it's it's really amazing. They had stilt walker dancers and all sorts of crazy things with them, That's but awesome. it, it's a fun it's a fun parade. I mean, Burning Man Chicago's in it. We have fire dancers, we have we have playa bikes um, and all sorts of things. That's awesome. Yeah, I I I've been to two of your parades uh, and loved working on it. Um, it's such a fun event and it is a different you know it's all arts and it's at night right as well yes it's a nighttime parade and we've moved we started it on columbus drive which was kind of had its own charming quality because we we strung there's no buildings over there it's like right right by the parks Mm -hmm. and so we had cafe lighting strung down the streets and kind of gave it it gave it a really nice you know vibe but we've moved Mm -hmm. it now because it's so popular and people, you know, a lot of times people would come downtown and be like, where's the parade? And they didn't know to go east all the way almost to the lake. <laughs> right. So right. we moved it now to State Street. So yes. it gets a lot more action as far as, um, you know, the people in the audience. But we have to compete with the buildings oh, on State Street, right. you know, that have their, their lights on and their business lights on. So right. so there's a trade-off, but, but, you know, all is good. Everyone loves the parade and they really enjoy being a part of it. That's super cool. And you mentioned um, Burning Man, which we just came back from, um, <laughs> you and I, <laughs> yeah. and is where we actually met. Um, will you talk about, uh, can we talk about Everywhere a little bit? Yeah. How cool that is? Yeah, yeah. I, I got involved with Everywhere. Um, I was brought in by a friend of mine, and I started camping there um, and volunteering um, first as a volunteer, um, I mean, I'm still a volunteer, but um, I, I, I would just like bartend and such and everywhere. But then I, I moved on, and this year I was a volunteer coordinator for Everywhere. Everywhere is a space that really, um, it is for kind of telling about what Burning Man does year-round and different um, types of ways to be involved in Burning Man when you're not... Um, you on know, the, on the playa, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people are go to Burning Man events in their own region, in their own town. But some people don't know that they can, they don't have to go all the way out to um, Gerlach, Nevada. They can actually go to um, a Burning Man a couple hours from their home, and it might be actually, you know, more economically feasible, and they can actually, you know, be a part of big art projects that maybe it's not possible for them to do because of geography and so we we like to encourage people to to find their their regional burns and people with like-minded you know people in their in their area and then um there are other initiatives that that get taught in everywhere as you know as well now but um there (laughs) is black rock labs where people are talking about you know um ways to um, make a smaller footprint to, you know, sustainable ideas. And so people share ideas of, of innovations that they've come up with. We have um, uh, we have Burners Without Borders, which mm-hmm. is a great organization that helps, that started, you know, with Katrina, that, 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 that helps 
um, you know, using the skills that have been learned by camping in a remote area and creating a temporary city like Burning Man. Um, they are able to use the skills learned to, to help in crises when, when things happen and, and people need to rebuild and need to create a temporary city because uh, there's been an incident that's occurred in, in, in different cities and areas around the world. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What else would you yeah. like to know about No, no, that, that's great. No, it's, it's super... A, it's it was, a fun space when yeah. you visit Burning Man to yeah. go learn about these type of things. And we, we have the, um, we tend to do a kind of variety show daily where people from all over the world can come and perform and share their talents. But um, but it's connected to the artery, and the artery is, is, is the space which actually, you know, takes care of all the artists that bring the great art out to Burning Man and places them on the playa and it's kind of their art support um, hub. So we're, we're in a really cool area being sharing a space with them. Yeah, no, that, I, you nailed it uh, again, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really fun, everyone. The, so Allison, I, I, I've been to Burning Man. This was my 11th burn, although I hadn't been in five years. And uh, Allison asked me to come and um, be a part of the camp and be a part of Everywhere Pavilion this year. And so we just got done doing that. And it was terrific. And the folks who run the, you know, Josh and uh, it just and Jenny Kay and our camp, it was just great, you know, and it was really fun to be a part of. Um, I was one of Allison's volunteers, so she was my boss lady for the week. At, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of like it when you're my boss, but, you know, I, I was happy to be your boss for a week. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first, uh, so, you know, Burning Man is such a beautiful event and you know it's like when you and I both grew up uh we were theater majors you know and we got into you know doing meetings and events and Allison is a beautiful videographer as far as like she would do a lot of art direction for me um back when we were doing videos for uh for Microsoft so we we started working together after we met actually out at Burning Man in about 2004 and 5 and so she was part of the sort of the Maven crew that went around and helped do all of the events for the office and SharePoint teams. And so she was part of that. Do you remember your first one, by the way? I was I couldn't remember. Yeah, I remember it was uh, it was the one there was a launch of I think it had to have been a new office product because I remember it was the one where um, uh there was a, there was a hair incident on stage and you know I, well, you know what I'm talking about oh. I think it was like 2000 and I would have been must have been I don't know 2005 yeah but that would have been office 2006 May I don't know yeah it must have been it had to be a tech ed or something I I'm not sure or I oh it was, it was an office launch at first that I think oh I, I came know what it was there and then from there on you brought me on for tickets yeah I think it was actually the office developers conference mm-hmm. and yes because they started and that conference only like went a couple of times I don't think it got it didn't really go but. We worked on all the other SharePoint stuff together anyway. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. So, <laughs> so theater major. So, where are you from? I know this, but tell um, everybody where you're from. I am from Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Louisville. So. You know I'm from Louisville if I say Louisville. <laughs> yes. Shout out to KFC uh, folks mm-hmm. and your sweet parents, by the way, who I adore. So, that's fun. 
Um, so then, so grew up in Louisville and then off to where for college? I went to Denison University in Granville, Ohio. Oh my gosh. Theater where, I where I desperately wanted to be um, an actress. I, was a, I started as a theater major, only a theater major. I, I completed most of my requirements my freshman and sophomore year because I was such a theater geek. <laughs> and and I was so excited for my junior year because I knew I was going to be getting lead roles because I'd done all the legwork. I'd done summer stock theater. I had worked in every department. And my junior year, there was a new freshman in town, and it was Jennifer Gardner. But she got all the parts. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner moved into town. Oh my goodness! That's right. In, yeah. And then, and then, you know, I I realized that, um, you know, the place I was always welcome was over at the the cinema department because they always needed someone to be in their movies and they always cast me i never had to audition they just said who can we get anybody will do and i, I and you know i kind of became the b movie queen of uh, denison for a while and then i so i decided to double major okay so i became a, a double major in theater and cinema yeah absolutely and then um, and, and then you were in chicago yeah which are in yeah. Chicago now. But... No, I, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky right after college. Oh, that's right. And I that's right. actually used to produce educational videos for um, American Guidance Service up in Circle Pines, Minnesota. Uh -huh. and I actually made educational videos like lying, cheating, stealing, gossip, teasing, prejudice. We would do these little series and we'd do an elementary school version, a middle school version, and a high school version. So oh, wow. I did those and we put them out on CD-ROMs. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> Wow. You know, you know, I'm turning fifty when I start talking about CD-ROMs. <laughs> I know. So. I did CD-ROM, and I was talking about I don't know corded phones the other day, and I was like, oh my goodness, we're, getting... we're old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. So I started there, and then I moved up to Chicago, and my first job was working as a post-production producer for a company called Edito, mm -hmm. and I used to produce the Danny Bonaducci. Um, promos that's right for his tv show and we would vivex them so that was like old cable coaxial cable wire we would send the videos through that way to to los angeles wow for them to put to send out so that's that's old technology we had d2 tapes that were like the size of a suitcase right <laughs> we had all of our oh, elements yeah. on i remember that what do you think yeah. as far as you know like we we've talked about this a lot but you know, you, you're talking about this kind of technology and then now, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, I have a zoom, you know, H six with or whatever, you know, and we're on our computers. And when we get done, this file will be like this big and I can flip it up to this place. And, you know, Annalise who produces all these, you know, it's going to like, what's, what's, what have you, what have you seen? Or how has it affected, do you think, the industry of all of these changes from sort of all the big stuff to, like, being able to do things on your phone? I think it's really exciting. I mean, I really, as much as I love the fact that when I went to film school, I actually shot 16-millimeter film and yeah. got to edit on an old Steenbeck editor because mm -hmm. we didn't have an Avid to edit on. We didn't have that technology. I mean, I, we, 
I didn't have that. So right. I just think how exciting to be a film student now and be able to just do it. Like I like I think that I would have been more um, confident in those kind of skills had mm-hmm. it been a lot easier. Like had it been yeah. able to be done on my computer like that, I think that there wouldn't have been. You know, I think that you know learning it when you're learning it. Is, is, is very important so yeah. I think that you know I think just how great when I went back to Denison just recently my my film professor retired and mm. it, there were more women than men that were majors you know like when oh, I yeah. went it was like eight guys and me there were like nine of us you know <laughs> and now there's like a hundred in the department and it just is a testament to how things have changed and 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 where things are going yeah no kidding that's super cool yeah, and I think mm-hmm. I think people have had to, you know, we've talked about like shifting when technology shifts or things shift around us, you have to shift too, you know, that uh I find that, you know, remember, I don't know, you probably, we would get people would get paid a lot of money for like a 2-minute movie or film or, you know, or advertisement and I think that have you seen felt that shift? in the world too as far as like what people oh will pay gosh, for content. yeah i mean yeah. it was crazy time in the like the late 90s i mean if you didn't have a half a million dollars you weren't doing a commercial like it it was now it's like they want to do them for ten thousand maximum yeah <laughs> even if it's in pants you know like it's like right. no money yeah so, yeah no so they they it, it's changed a lot for sure yeah I mean, yeah, when editing, when you would pay $1,000 an hour and it goes down to, like, $50 an hour for an editor, <laughs> you're like, hey, yeah. like, what's the difference? Completely. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I feel like, you know, and, it, and everything changes that, you know, there's so, the gig economy and all of that, like, it, it allows for, you know, you can get somebody on Fiverr or, you know, some of those others to do that sort of work, and it's definitely changed how I think we all interact with each other to do marketing and, and all of that. Um, you know, oh, I want to, I wanted to ask you about, uh, will you tell everybody about, um, Figment as well? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, Figment is a, is a project that I've, um, that was started, um, by David Corin in New York city. Um, I've, um, produced, a couple of them here in Chicago and last year I just I helped with it but it's a cool it's a cool arts festival that takes place um any city can have a figment project they just have to you know uh, correspond with with David and and their initiative what they're doing in New York City but it's kind of a it can either be a weekend or a one day event which is kind of a um it's an arts festival um uh with no commercialism that's kind of um you know, donated, I mean, you can do it different ways. You can do it as a neighborhood association. You can do it as, I mean, we, you know, it, in Chicago, it kind of went through uh, Burning Man Chicago because those were the type of people that would, you know, bring the art projects and, and bring it. But it's but it's meant to be a community builder where yep. you invite the community to come up with stations and kind of um, activities um, that are, that are you know, all ages family friendly and you just spend the afternoon just kind of playing in a park and, it, and, it, and it's a great kind of concept and idea um they've had some really great ones in san francisco and other other big cities i mean they did they do them they they're they're um global now like they have wow. them in okay. china and other places but yeah but it, it's a cool project it's called figmentproject.org yeah that's so cool i know you know yeah so what do you love about producing events 
Well, I think that I have, I am, I like networking with people and I like making people's ideas come to fruition. That's kind of yeah. what, so even with my Halloween event, it doesn't seem very hard to come up with 25 people and come up with a creative concept for walking less than a mile. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you are a busy not-for-profit and you have a million other things going on, just coming up with a little tiny idea that makes your group look so much cooler is, you know, means a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that what, you know, part of what my job is to, is to contact these groups and make sure that they have the resources they need. And if they, you know, they want to add something that, that we, we find a place that they can resource it and, and, and have it, you know, yeah. uh, be affordable and that type of thing. So it, it's been nice, like networking with people and having them think outside the box and think of, you know, you don't have to have a thousand dollar float. Um, this year we have Chicago Children's Theater is one of our grant recipients and they're doing these huge mouths made of cardboard that open and close but mm-hmm. that's going to look amazing going down the street you know right. but that's you know that didn't cost them a thousand dollars that cost them everyone you know taking recycled boxes and, and some paint and, right. and, being, and getting creative mm-hmm. and so I think that, that that's the exciting part about working with arts events is facilitating artists and helping them you know come up with things that work <laughs> yeah no I think it's a bit when you when you're in the producing side of things um, you know the backstage right or the back of house or you know walking through the kitchen you know with <laughs> the servers and all of that there's an element of um, uh, MacGyver uh, plus you know just thinking on your feet and um, just being able to come up with those ideas and I don't know I think that I think those theater degrees serve us well for that sort of thing right I don't know well, that, that comes back to I used to always be I mean poor Denison when I was so furious that I wasn't getting cast in any of the parts I auditioned for I kept getting cast as stage manager Mm. And I think I got I kept getting cast for a reason because they were trying to tell me that that was something that I do well. And that's something like when I did corporate events that I like doing well. I like interviewing people because I like making them feel comfortable talking to me. Mm. I really enjoyed being, you know, introducing people who are getting ready to speak and do their PowerPoint presentation. And I'm making sure that their PowerPoint's working and micing them and getting them comfortable before, you know, performing on stage. It's just all of the things that I think come with territory. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. What do you think? How many events do you think we were doing a year back when we were like kicking it? Was it well, like twenty? I, I don't know. I know for I know for a fact that I always did. I don't know. It was like I did like three to five for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With you, I mean, I did. We did every pick ticket and every world partner conference mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. And then we would do. You know the one in Boston, the um, yep. SharePoint there, and mm-hmm. we do yeah. Tech mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to count the other day about how many events like we did sort of at the height of, <laughs> some of that, and I think it got up to twenty um, one time. You know, if you sort of count everything that was going on and all of the mm-hmm. events within well, events. I mean, I think that when we, when we worked with other partners, like uh-huh. when we were doing other activities, mm-hmm. they weren't. You know, a lot of them. You know, when we were doing video and those type of things, I think we were we were hitting a lot more than you know other years. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, what's your favorite party that we've ever thrown? 
Well, of course I'm going to say the Alpine Red Party. <laughs> yep, yep. That was a, that was a good one. Miss Ariana. Miss yeah, Ariana. You know, we had two really good mm-hmm. parties. We had some good ones. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people are still throwing big parties like that in Chicago? You know, now that I've mean the last five years, I've been in my you know my parade world, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly you know what kind of parties people are throwing. Mm-hmm. I don't even go to the you know the AICP or AICE ones mm-hmm. anymore. But but yeah, I still think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's like um, there's a it's about experiential. You know that word. You're, are you hearing that word a lot? Experience and experiential. Oh yes. In fact, you know, I think that, you know, because of my, you know, right now my my parade job is a contract job, so I, I I work kind of, you know, spring to October on this particular job. But mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the jobs that I've been, you know, working with them, and, and you know, even when I worked with Sony and I did pop up stores, a lot of experiential event work is is where people are going now because they like having social media moments and things that people can you know fall you know chance into and fall upon and and that takes a lot more planning than 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 something that is staged and can be controlled yeah i agree i that some of the things i I saw this year that microsoft did is like there was a you could walk into what looked like a starbucks and you could see how all the machines were hooked up to the sort of BI tracking behind them and there was another one that was like set up like Kroger and you could see where they put up the AI cameras that would you know tell you if you pulled something off the shelf and and, and that's a lot of the stuff you did with Sony I think too right? Mm-hmm. Well the Sony I, I, I toured we did we had a competition so I went to every camera store around the country oh, giving right. demos for the A7 camera but we it was in Alaska like they'd walk in and it was an Alaska scene and they'd take pictures <laughs> of, a, of a model you uh, know, sitting in front of a right a mountain in Alaska, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like so, I like that approach. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, I, I keep seeing more and more of it, and I think that allows um, for better storytelling. You know, like uh, I've been writing and reading about you know storytelling, and and uh, I just I came across that it's like twenty two percent people respond. Uh, and comprehend 22% more when you actually add story into sort of the facts, the figures, and the like uh, features of something. And I think, how do, how, how do you find, do you find people want to build narratives? I think you're doing that with your parade, obviously. Um, well. I'm, I'm seeing it a bit. And do you guys do a theme for the parade? Besides, uh, it's yeah. Halloween. <laughs> we don't. We've, we've just started doing the theme the last two years. Last mm-hmm. year, and then that's a way that we kind of um, reach out to our groups. Last year was the, the year of Chicago youth. Okay. And so we had grants that went to youth organizations that really had never participated in the parade before. And a lot of them, even though they're not getting a grant, of course, they signed up again because they're they're... Um, students had such a great time. Right. So this year's the year of Chicago theater. We had, you know, we, Looking Glass has always been a, a great supporter as yeah. well as the Broadway in Chicago, but we didn't have a ton of other theater groups. This year we've got mm. over 20 theater groups, you know, all over, you know, being a part of our parade. So mm. I'm, I'm very excited, you know, it, 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 it kind of gives us next year's the year of Chicago music. So, you know, Ooh. I'm going to be loving that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. I think you probably have one of the most eclectic music tastes of anybody I ever know. 
<laughs> and I always love it, you know. You you definitely I'll, I'll blame it on WDUB ninety one point one FM in Granville, Ohio, where <laughs> I was a DJ for the first time. I love I love music. I do. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like I should have had a career in music. But, you know, I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Well, and you did, um, this was what, the second or third year you were on BMIR radio at Burning Man? Oh, I've done it more than that. Oh, you have? I don't know. I think it's probably been at least five years or Oh, so. sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fun. So everyone who doesn't go to Burning Man, there's a radio station that happens um, at the event and uh, at BMIR. And uh, Allison did a couple of sets. And I said she's done them for years now, too. So, yeah, she's great on that. You gotta. No, it's really fun. I, I love uh, being on Burning Man Information Radio. Mm-hmm. It's a kick. Yeah, that's super fun. I like that because with the going after sort of like youth or theater or whatever, it's it's a yeah, it's a great way to target to get more people to one know about the festival, and then you know they probably want to hopefully be a part of it after they you know so they come on with that focus and they stay with you probably because they have a great experience because you're awesome at what you do and it's a really cool event um well the the event it's you know it's it's easy it's mm -hmm. it's on state street it's only two hours long it's from 6 p.m to 8 p.m um which is a great time for for parents to take their kids because even if they're young you know bedtime at 8 p.m we're we're done by 8 p.m and then get home but the but the the groups that participate what we really like is having major institutions walking with youth organizations so i love the fact that you know that the joffrey ballet is walking with you know these little dancers from bolta art or Mm -hmm. from you know dance um you know dance chicago or ballet chicago like uh, different groups inspire different groups like and it's just nice that there are adults walking next to kids and kids can look up and be like wow that's really cool that's i'm in the same parade with them right that's super cool you know yeah i like encourage children to have careers in the arts yeah that's fantastic so you're a busy woman how do you chill out <laughs> oh my goodness i don't think i do not the not in the month of september yeah <laughs> ask me in november <laughs> yeah right i guess what do you what do you love about chicago you've lived there a long time and um you know when i yeah i i love chicago i think that when i moved um back you know and 2008 and when i moved out to california i kind of thought oh my gosh i'm never going back to that snowy place (laughs) and no and i think that when i came back to move to be closer to family like i really have loved being back and i kind of realized that you know that that these are my people you know these the midwest people are my people and and i and i feel like you know i have i've i've refound my home that I just forgot was my home for eight years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happens. It happens for sure. Yeah. I love the Midwest yeah. too. And, um, it was fun going back to Michigan this summer, you know, for, for a brief visit to see my people as well. So I'm hoping to spend a little bit more time with you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're well, you're welcome anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Um, this has been awesome. I just, I, I love, this parade and I've loved being involved with it. And I just, it's, it is so different and cool. And, um, I love the connections that you have sort of from all of that, like into the Burning Man community and the arts community and how you just, you always are bringing people together. And that's a, that's a big, cool deal. 
Uh, and you're well, so good at it. thank you. I mean, I feel yeah. like this year, well, this year we've tried, like the last two summers, we've tried something new because we really want to get like regular people in different neighborhoods to to jump up and participate if they feel like it. So we've been doing these lantern walks yeah. along the Chicago Riverwalk in the summer. So we have been teaching people how to make lanterns and trying to get other things going. So I just think that as much as we can tell people that even though you're not you know, professionally trained in the arts, that doesn't mean you can't express yourself. And that's one of the things I love about Burning Man is that, yep. you know, you see so many people that go out there that they might be a lawyer in their daytime, but they have made this rock outfit, like a, you know, rock star outfit that they come out in and they really are showing, you know, their inner artist. And mm-hmm. I think we all have that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, people are like, I'm not creative or I'm not this and I'm not that. And everything we do has artistic quality and merit you know some some more than others (laughs) but yeah i love organizations and events and experiences that let that fly free you know which is really super cool um well i adore you one and (laughs) and uh it's so funny talking to somebody you know so well on a podcast in a way (laughs) (laughs) so it's quite lovely um but I always ask uh, for the last question, uh, what, if you can point out a, a person, place, or thing, or time, or something that really f- sparked you to do what you do and, you know, who you are today, if you could pinpoint one or two that you would feel free sharing with our listeners. Wow. No wonder you didn't give me the questions in advance. <laughs> um... That's the only question! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know. I think that um, I do think that my very first time it was like when I went to Burning. When I read about Wired in Wired magazine, when I read about Burning Man with my friend Denise um, Geardy, who who got me to go my first year, um, I had no idea how much going to that festival in 1998 would change kind of the the scope of the type of work I do and and. and what I do, but it but it did. I think mm-hmm. that it had a really big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure there's there's many things in my life that have had a big impact on sure. me, like you know, switching from theater to cinema, and then working in in film for most of my career. But I think that when I went out and saw Burning Man, and I saw these large scale art and spectacle type pieces, I think it kind of led me to what I'm doing right now where it'll take me you know after this who knows but mm-hmm. but that's that's where i am now yeah that's awesome yeah well denise garrity uh gave me my tickets too so as we like to say it's all her fault so yeah we'll, we'll blame her <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and, we'll, and we'll toast to her so, yes, yes yes a big cheers to, right. and love to denise for sure so and all of our mm-hmm. campers out there so we've got this uh, beautiful parade coming up in less than a month, yeah? Yeah, it'll be October 19th. If you're in the Chicago area, you're not going to want to miss it. we got some great groups. Yeah. We'll be happy with it. Yeah. And it's, uh, so is it something, um, I know it's changed, but like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock? Oh, it, it steps off at 6 p.m., so you yeah. probably want to get down there around 5.30 and find a spot, mm-hmm. and or earlier, you know, there'll be people, you know, clogging up state street but yep. it, it starts at lake street and ends at van buren awesome that's great oh mm-hmm. you know who else you know i i had on um 
your beautiful poet friend that uh, she is she made me cry. Karen Little. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She just was amazing and read this beautiful poem. And, yeah, we had a great chat um, on one of the pods a couple weeks ago. So it was kind of fun. So thank you for that. She's a Chicago-based artist, folks, that's a poet. And she does a lot in arts uh, grants and um, arts advocacy and stuff. And Allison connected her with me, which was really cool. Yeah, I thought you guys would like each other for because for, she's working with the Women's March here and, yep. and that type of too. Yeah, no, it was super awesome. So that's great. Oh. Cool. And then, um, you know, uh, a little bird knows that you're going to be with me for Ignite in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited to, um, to be your, your official handler, make sure that you get all the reviews down perfectly. Yeah, probably it's a good, need some help with a community reporter running around. So, but yeah, so Allison will be there with me, which will be which will be great. So, um, yeah, this, no, yeah. it'll be great to see all the people I've I've missed seeing everybody. Yeah, absolutely, that'll be super fun. So, and then we round into the new year, and I don't I don't know. Do you have any big plans for the new year? You know, I am I I don't have any big plans for the new year. I just I plan on, um, you know celebrating the entire year it's my 50th year i think that i should you know do great things in 2020 i know i was kind of leading you along that since it is your big 50 so yeah it's like celebrate all year long so that's awesome yeah cool well great well honey thank you so much i i i love you i adore you and um been wanting to have you on for a while to tell everybody about all the cool things you do in the world so oh well i really appreciate it and thank you for promoting our little event our little big event here in chicago yeah and um yeah i really yeah feel free to cut out whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) not a not a word nary a word all right (laughs) all right thank you honey thank you thank you thank you awesome yep uh, so everyone, that has been another episode of our Mavens Do It Better podcast. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, all the great places where you normally find us. And here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.